Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Monday and this is the third week in Advent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by the Son. A reading from 2 Samuel, chapter 18. When David mustered the men who were with him, and set over them commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, and David divided the army into three groups, one-third under the command of Joab, one-third under the command of Abishai, son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, and one-third under the command of Ittai the Gittite. The king said to the men, I myself will go out with you. But the men said, You shall not go out, for if we flee, they will not care about us. If half of us die, they will not care about us. But you are worth ten thousand of us. Therefore, it is better that you send us help from the city. The king said to them, Whatever seems best to you, I will do. So the king stood at the side of the gate while the army marched out by the hundreds, by the thousands. The king ordered Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man Absalom. And all the people heard the king gave orders to all the commanders concerning Absalom. So the army went out into the field against Israel, and the battle was fought in the forest of Ephraim. The men of Israel were defeated there by the servants of David, and the slaughter there was great on that day, 20,000 men. The battle spread over the face of all the country, and the forest claimed more victims that day than the sword. Absalom happened to meet the servants of David. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under a thick branch of a great oak. His head caught fast in the oak, and he was left hanging between heaven and earth while the mule that was under him went on. A man saw it and told Joab, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak. Joab said to the man who told him, What, you saw him? Why then did you not strike him there to the ground? 
I would have been glad to give you ten pieces of silver and a belt. And the man said to Joab, Even if I felt in my hand the weight of a thousand pieces of silver, I would not raise my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king commanded you and Abishai and Ittai, saying, For my sake protect the young man Absalom. On the other hand, if I had dealt treacherously against his life, and there is nothing hidden from the king, then you yourself would have stood aloof. Joab said, I will not waste time like this with you. He took three spears in his hand, and he thrust them into the heart of Absalom while he was still alive in the oak. And ten young men, Joab's armor-bearers, surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Then Joab sounded the trumpet, and the troops came back from pursuing Israel. For Joab restrained the troops. They took Absalom, threw him into a great pit in the forest, and raised over him a great heap of stones. Meanwhile, all of the Israelites fled to their homes. Now Absalom, in his lifetime, had taken and set up for himself a pillar that is in the king's valley, for he said, I have no son to keep my name in remembrance. He called the pillar by his own name. It is called Absalom's monument to this day. Then Ahimaaz, son of Zadok, said, Let me run and carry tidings to the king that the Lord has delivered him from the power of his enemies. Joab said to him, You are not to carry tidings today. You may carry tidings another day, but today you shall not do so, because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to a Cushite, Go, tell the king what you have seen. And the Cushite bowed before Joab and ran. Then Ahimaha, son of Zadok, said again to Joab, Come what may, let me also run after the Cushite. And Joab said, Why will you run, my son, seeing that you have no reward for the tidings? Come what may, he said, I will run. So he said to him, Run. And Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain and outran the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the two gates. The sentinel went up on the roof of the gate by the wall, and when he looked up, he saw a man running alone. The sentinel shouted and told the king. The king said, If he is alone, there are tidings in his mouth. He kept coming and drew near. Then the sentinel saw another man running, and the sentinel called to the gatekeeper and said, See another man running alone. And the king said, He also is bringing tidings. The sentinel said, I think the running of the first one is like the running of Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. And the king said, He is a good man, and he comes with good tidings. Then Ahimaaz cried out to the king, All is well. He prostrated himself before the king with his face to the ground and said, Blessed be the Lord your God who has delivered up the men who raised their hand against the, my king, the Lord, my, my Lord the king. The king said, It is well with the young man Absalom? Ahimaaz says, When Joab sent your servant, I saw a great tumult, but I do not know what it was. The king said, Turn aside and stand here. So he turned aside and stood still. Then the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, Good tidings for my lord the king, for the lord has vindicated you this day, delivering you from the power of all those who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, Is it well with the young man Absalom? The Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up against you to do harm be like that young man. The king was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I have died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. David is saved from Absalom, 
but in the process Absalom is killed. So there is no rejoicing in the victory, it is sadness and grief all around. David's loyal leaders look out for David's interests, and they play a ruthless power game. David himself has been a conquering and ruthless warrior, but David seems to have no desire to kill his own countrymen. Remember the deal that he had made with Abner and the mercy that he shown to Saul's grandchildren? He certainly did not want his son Absalom killed. He had given orders for his protection. Did he think that he could win Absalom back? Or did he have some kind of deal in mind where he would hand the throne over to Absalom, but David would try to live out his days in peace? We could never know what David had in mind, other than that he wanted to defeat his enemies and yet preserve Absalom's life. Of course, that was never a possibility. Absalom had made his way, and that way led to his end. And there was nothing that David could have done that could have changed Absalom. It is difficult to come to terms with the fact that we cannot make other people behave or do as we would like them to. People have to make their own mistakes. People have to get over their own grudges and and forgive, even as we forgive. But all we can do sometimes is learn to love and grieve over them. Even though David might have wished that it was he who had died, he cannot make that trade. David also reminds us here that love and mercy and the joy of human relationship is much more important than the crown and power and status. And perhaps that is something that the Lord can work in and through us and use us to restore the relationships that have been strained and broken over these past few years so that we can find room in our hearts to love again even if that love will not be returned, and even if it must simply be mourned. In the end, the break between David and Absalom was final, but nevertheless, David loved his son to the end, and so his loss was bitter and painful. And you know, I think God's heart is often broken in the very same way. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. 
Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gifts of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all. In Christ Jesus, the living Lord, especially we pray for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare and division, for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony, for the sick and those who care for them, for those who mourn and grieve and those who bring glad tidings of comfort, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.